0: One reason opportunities are missed is because we're not looking for them. Therefore, we just don't expect it's going to ever come, right? So we're just we're not actively looking for an opportunity to step up. A second reason that the opportunity is missed is because we're not ready for them, which is what we're talking about today.
1: Welcome to the Coaching Life Podcast. (laughs) <laughs> there we go my name is pat martin this is a live show today <laughs> we have an audience <laughs> live studio audience the schoonover center yeah. athens ohio
0: and we just discovered these <laughs> 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 that's what the whole episode is going to be just, just sound way. effects yeah like go ahead talk there pat like whenever you get ready to cuss or something i'll just give you right yeah (laughs) well
1: i'll be honest coach all right right. i'm uh, done playing it's monday or tuesday and uh it's game
0: day here at on the campus of ohio university (coughs) yeah the problem that i'm talking about is
1: sunday was game day for some teams you know
0: what's funny pat is we've been recording these podcasts a week ahead yeah and have you noticed We'll talk about how great the Browns played, and then the week that this podcast actually airs was a Sunday when they played like trash.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Isn't that funny? Like, we should talk about how crappy they played this past week so that next week when this podcast actually airs, we'll be like, what are these guys talking about? They played great this week against the whoever they're playing this week. Right, yeah, well, hopefully that's the case because... <laughs>
1: Against the New England Patriots, the Browns laid a Man. laid an egg for sure in every in every aspect of the game. You know, Coach, the Cleveland Browns I don't think were ready
0: to play that game. Uh, not very many NFL. T- how, it's how do you predict an NFL game this year? I, you know, Tom point. Brady didn't look. There's ready a lot of parity the, the and league. they had a bye week to prepare to play against the Washington football team. Yeah, and they got spanked. Yeah. I mean, spanked. Yeah. There's a lot of parody. It is. There I it think is. that's the good that's thing about a, the NFL, really, yeah. is what makes it. Those of you guys out there that try to bet NFL games, you're constantly frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I can't imagine being being uh, one of those, but uh, try, trying to place bets on uh, NFL games. But no, you you made a great point. They weren't ready. Why'd you make that point? <laughs> well, I, because I wanted to know if you were ready to have our conversation today. I'm ready now. <laughs> <laughs> You're ready right, yeah. now. Yeah, you know it's funny that you say that because um, the football team for the Athens High School Bulldogs in 2014 had a statement that they. I remember seeing them right on the marker board in the locker room. We'd go in the weight room and, and lift, and I, I'd see this written on the in the locker room and on the weight room uh, board. It was just a little quote that said they weren't ready and it Ooh. came <laughs> it came from i think the the opponent that we yeah, that yeah. we played this past week they weren't ready and uh, what's funny about that is there was actually an opponent that they had played earlier in the season and i think somebody posted or tweeted a picture of their marker board in their locker room and it was the week leading up to the Athens game. Now, granted, this two thousand fourteen team was the team with with Joe Burrow and right. Ryan and Adam Lerman and Zakia Saltzman, He he, wise. I mean, all these all these incredible athletes, yeah. and and then you know, and the, and the offensive line was phenomenal as well that year and everything. So, one of the opponents posted and a picture of their marker board that said, "We ready." <laughs> oh, and uh, <laughs> well. They weren't ready. They weren't ready. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Not very many. Not teams many were ready, teams, were ready yeah, that, so that year. Say, not so, many teams. Maybe for
1: the second half. Maybe for the running. clock. <laughs> for the ne- they for were the ready to get team out of that there. Came in, Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we're going to talk today about the very important aspect of being ready. Mm. And I always
0: think, being ready. Right. Staying ready. Uh, yes. Just readiness. Yeah. Yeah. For anything. And it's you
1: know it's kind of like that how we go back and talk about you know the mentality of course it is it's it's something that happens um there's there's a physical aspect to it but a lot of it's mental mm-hmm. and you know how how as, as as athletes as coaches we don't spend enough time thinking about you know the mental side and i think being ready is one of those things mm-hmm. that we don't you know we don't spend enough time practicing we don't spend enough time getting better at and there's 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 ways to get better at it for sure
0: William Shakespeare, remember him? I don't. Bill care. Shakespeare. I wasn't, I wasn't around when he was alive. No. How, how? <laughs> we studied him quite a bit in high school. I know you did. Yeah, we did. I did, yeah. Uh, the, 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 the play Hamlet. Yeah. You remember anything about Hamlet? Uh, I mean, most of his plays had,
1: had a similar theme, didn't they? <laughs> they did. Yes, they did. Sure. And in <laughs> fact,
0: this quote comes from a moment from Hamlet's life where he realized he was going to die. He was going to be killed. Mm. And the quote in, in William Shakespeare's uh, Hamlet, he, Hamlet says, the readiness is all. The mm. readiness is all. Now, that's a really short quote. The context of that is that, you know, if a man is ready to die, then there's no point in putting it off. He sort of accepted the inevitability of the fact that that he was, he was going to be killed. Yeah. And so the, the readiness is really all, all that matters. Mm. And... I think in terms of an athlete and a team, this is so valuable, and I think we can get a lot out of this conversation today, because I think what that tells us is it doesn't matter how skilled you are, no, it doesn't matter how talented you are, Mm -mm. it doesn't matter how confident you are, Mm -hmm. if you're not ready... For the moment that you're going to get your opportunity when it comes, if you're not ready, none of those other things matter.
1: Yeah. And I would, I would, as far as confidence goes, I think, I think you gain confidence from
0: being ready and knowing that you're ready for that opportunity that you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. When we were talking about um, making this our podcast topic for this week, I happen to glance and see a, an update from. I keep an eye on the BC Lions, which is who our buddy Nathan Rourke plays for. Um, yeah, Ohio University sure that was, graduate. That was really cool. And um, Nathan has been named the starting quarterback for this Friday's game. It's their actually. It's the finale. What happened there? Is is the is the starter
1: injured or are they they? No,
0: won? I don't believe he's injured. I think he's just he's about he's probably close to retirement age. Yeah. He's been there a long time. Here we go. I think his name is Mike Riley. And um, he's a very well loved quarterback in the league, in the Canadian league. Yep. And um, I really think Nathan is going to be, he's going to become that. He's one of theirs. I mean, he's, it's rare for them to have a Canadian quarterback in the Canadian Football League. And he's a Canadian. And you can already see people want him to do well. And I really hope and pray that he, does. he will. And here's why. Here's why. You know, one of the quotes that came out of the article about Nathan starting this Friday for the BC Lions is Nathan said this, I was always preparing every single week as if I was going to play. So it's comforting to know that I don't have to change anything. Yeah. And that's that's Nathan. Man, that's tough though, isn't it? It is. I I think that's the challenge. Because he's held a clipboard every game. He played the first nine minutes, I think, in the first week. Did well. And he played a couple. I think when uh, when Riley went down and hurt at one point, I think he, he got in for a few plays as well. Yeah. But other than that, he's he's been standing on game day holding a clipboard. you ever been an understudy in a play? I've only, I I can only remember a couple of plays that I've ever been in. Yeah. And I actually wasn't. I was actually the lead role in my senior play. Oh, wow. Yeah. Listen to this. Kiss me quick. I'm double oh. parked. That was. I a, remember that was the title. I don't even know who wrote it. And this it, was your senior play? I was play? a dentist. It was my senior play. Yeah. Celia McCoy, my favorite, uh, know, my favorite teacher in high school. In fact, she taught. She's the one that taught us Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: Canterbury Tales. That's what so, you were. Yeah, we were. We were big on Canterbury Tales. I, I dressed up as the uh, squire. Okay, I'd like to see that. You got that outfit still? I. You know what? I don't. Uh, <laughs> I should have a picture of that somewhere though. And That's got to surface, and I uh, it won't. That's gonna surface right and, along uh, with this
0: podcast. Yeah, thing.
1: and I walked, but I actually walked around school the whole day in that yes. in that costume, so yes. everyone thought that was pretty funny. But I was just, gonna I I remember one time in the fourth grade, I was an understudy for, and mm. I can't I can't really remember now what the what the play was or what the role that was. was a Long time ago. Yeah, yeah, especially for me, uh, but I remember thinking, ah, really? Under, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs>
0: I'm um, never going to get a chance.
1: Not going to, yeah, this isn't going to materialize. It's not going to be, I'm not going to need to do anything. Oh, boy. And one day, the, uh, the, the the role that I was being the understudy for was sick for practice, and I had to step in. Didn't do very well. Embarrassing. Wasn't, wasn't, wasn't ready for that. So, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's difficult because you think, eh, it's easy to say, there's no need for this. Right. Mm-hmm. There's not there's not a, yeah. there's not a need for me to um, to even be ready because, you know, I, I'm not going to get my chance. I'm not going to get my opportunity. And I think, you know, definitely for a guy like Nathan, who he had a really rough, rough experience, mm-hmm. you know, with COVID
0: and, yes. and, and the, the missed opportunities that he had. I mean, he's had a lot of NFL workouts lined up. Yeah. And they just started dropping one by one. Right, I mean, how devastating, you know? Yeah. Just think
1: about the the devast because that's what he wanted to do, you uh-huh. know. He, he wanted he wanted he wanted to play professional football. That's that's been his dream. That's that's where that's where he wanted to go, and you know, to have that happen to him, that's very difficult. Yeah. And then to come back and to to still say that to be to to say that, you know, I'm preparing every week yeah. to be the starter. I think it just tell it, it, you know, the word character comes to mind mm-hmm. for me, and I think you you. In, in saying that it's not easy to be ready for things in life it, it, you have to have a certain type of character to do it. yes or understand that you have to have a certain type of character and, and, and grow in that character. right, right. Not, not, I mean I'm not saying that uh, that uh, you're always going to have it, but you can learn, mm-hmm. you can learn and that's sure. and that's why I say we have to be intentional about thinking and, and, prepare, and practicing and you know yeah uh, figuring out ways that we can be ready in in our sports.
0: And in life. And it's a constant state of being. Yeah. You know, you're, you're using the term be ready. And I think that's an important thing to point out here is we're not talking about... There's a difference between get ready and be ready. And it what is, we're talking yes. about today is being ready. When I need you to perform, if I'm talking to an athlete, when I need you to perform as your coach... I don't want you to get ready. I want you to be ready. I want to make sure, I want, I want to make sure that that is your constant state of being. Yeah. And when it comes, well, here's an example. You know, I think, I think we can use some examples for this. This is why I always will list on our lineup chart in baseball mm-hmm. who our pitching relievers are going to be for that day.
1: Oh, very good. Yeah, yes. I mean, we, we,
0: you know, I always say, I always tell our guy, the guys, the day before who's starting the next day, and then as I'm pondering who's ready, like whose arms are actually ready, right? Who's available, I should say, mm-hmm. um, and I consider the opponent and just you know all the different things. I'll list. There's actually a spot that I've created on the on the chart, the dugout chart, that says first you know relievers, and I'll and I would list those in chronological order of who those relievers are going to be. And then sometime before the game, either during BP, ahead of you know, before the game or when we're on the bus, if we're traveling, I'll sit down, or I'll I'll talk to those guys who are who are on that relievers list, and say, listen, you're going to be first up today, and I'm giving them the scenarios for what they can expect. Of you know, this is this is this is how many pitches. You know, maybe our starters on a pitch count. It's early in the season, right? So it's guaranteed you're going to get in. Right. I just don't know exactly when it's going to be, but you're going to you're going to be pitching today. Sure. You know, later in the season, it might not be that kind of conversation. It might be, look, your first relief. And I'm expecting that we'll have to go to you at some point. It might be it might be when we're up to bat and I and I, we decide to make a change in the middle of the inning and you get a chance to get on the bullpen and go through your whole routine and get ready, but it also might be in the middle of an inning. we just don't know. And so be ready. that's yeah. and that's usually the word. It's be ready be ready and, they, and then you know and then in their mind, they're already preparing for the fact that they've got a pitch. I, I've looked out in the left field before, and i've seen our left fielder warming up with the center fielder with the center fielder kind of crouching down a little bit you know and they're about 60 feet or so apart and he's out there you know just just going from the set position and and in between innings just instead of just th- instead of just lobbing the ball or throwing throwing it or whatever he's actually throwing warm up pitches yeah. out there and yeah. that's that's um, th- i think those kinds of things are important I, you know to to, to always you know realize that when this opportunity comes i know i am ready for it i'm not surprised by it mm-hmm. you know well in yeah i think in, i i
1: guess you know for that's a that, that's a confidence perspective so that's you know going back to me saying i think being ready provides you confidence that's part mm-hmm. of where your confidence comes from uh, there's another aspect too of just being you know being ready allows you to be better physically, so <clears throat> I think that's one reason you know baseball is such a hard game. Everyone everyone talks about how boring baseball <laughs> is, right? And how sometimes you can you can be out in left field and never get a ball. It can be on sure, sure stop. anywhere, yeah. But if you're ready, being ready is the challenge, right? Right. And a lot of times when you hear people say that baseball's boring. It's because they don't understand that challenge of mm-hmm. being ready to make that play. What's
0: happening in between in the in between moments, which we've talked about yeah. that before. Yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. The in between moments. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I, I think there's there's all kinds of different uh, different angles to to look at this this aspect of, of of being ready, of staying ready, and it can make a huge difference on on the way that you perform. Mm-hmm. Anticipation, right? Yes yeah knowing that knowing that you're going to be involved not only knowing that you're going to be involved or can be involved but knowing that you can be successful when that moment comes mm,
0: that's a good word and and i think there are things that we have to do you know that word there no you know knowing that you're ready when your opportunity comes. And then not only that, but knowing that you're going to be successful or that you put yourself in position to be successful, that kind of readiness actually happens, I'll say months in advance before that moment. Absolutely. It's not just in the moment. Sure. So there's a difference between being ready in the moment and then and preparing yourself. That's why it's so difficult for a lot of people.
1: It because is. And, you know, that's, in the, again, not to not to reiterate, but... But to reiterate, that's why we got to practice it. <laughs>
0: right, yeah. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to practice it. Right. Yeah. That that situation might come up in a game. So, when it does, our, we know our team was ready because we pr- we've practiced it. And, and they know they're. Ready. Or we've prepared them. You know, we've prepared. We've prepared them. You may not be able to prepare for every single scenario, and you don't have time to practice for that. It's if you're a high that. school coach, it's not about that. Nope. But it's preparing them to be able to compete in every single scenario
1: yep because you know when you when you get up there, there there's an aspect of being prepared being ready to hit and when mm-hmm. you get up to hit <laughs> i mean think of all the different scenarios that a hitter could face from yeah. one at bat to the next yeah you know just in ball placement one, right you know the right. first pitch might might be one spot the second pitch might be another um you can't necessarily be ready, yeah, for all of those you know individual locations for all those right. for all those spots, but you can be ready um, to
0: react to all of those. Yes, yes, to react for sure. You may not know exactly what's coming, but you know you're ready to react to any number of things that right. might be thrown. And that's you
1: that. not you know again that's just that's just spots. We're but you know sure. situations, mm-hmm. you know. Different types of pitches, different types of pitchers that you're facing. Yeah. Right, uh, th- there's a bunch of different things that you that you that you need to be ready for. I think that's why pinch hitting is such a is such a hard thing to do. It is, yeah. It's a or even even on a, maybe a smaller scale, DHing. And I'll say,
0: yeah, that's that's a good point because you have to stay ready. Yeah, through, you know, throughout yeah, the even game. though you know that you're you're going to get those opportunities. You're but in the lineup, especially because you're in I mean, the lineup. if you're if you're a DH all the time, that's one thing. Yeah, I think it's a little easier oh, because but that day, yeah, you're right. You've been named DH and you weren't expecting it. Yeah, or you yeah.
1: you just get you're on and off. Sometimes you play sure. the field and hit, and sometimes oh, you don't. Yeah. Right. There's a com- it's, yeah. completely different. Yeah. you know what I mean. So it's it, when you go out into the field that there's a there's a there's mm-hmm. a. Uh, a um an aspect of a lot you know that that's preparing you that's doing something which we, we might talk about you sure. you have a, a a routine so to speak mm-hmm. that um that allows you to come back off the field after an inning and and be ready to do
0: what you need to do at the plate mm. i'll say from a coach's standpoint too it's hard this is why it's sometimes hard to choose who to pinch hit Mm. Who to hit for somebody when you know that you need a hitter? Like you got a guy in the lineup. This is not his day. He's he's getting owned, right? Mm-hmm. And he's coming up. His spot's coming up in a big spot in a in a big you know in a big moment. And you got a couple choices there. You could say, well, he's due. So he's gonna, he's, you know, I'm gonna let him hit. Yeah, that's. The, that's I, I I I usually resort to that. Like I I normally feel well, that and way. And you know why? You know why I think sometimes you feel that way because you don't have anybody on the bench that you have confidence in that could do a better that's job. That's a fair point. Yeah. And so point. and and I I believe that if I'm keeping guys on a roster, then I'm, we've got we should have guys that are ready to go. Yeah. And I think this is a you know this is this is why people miss their opportunities. So I'm speaking as a coach now, and I'm telling you here's here's why I think sometimes you miss your opportunities as a player. Opportunities are missed for two reasons. This actually applies to more than just athletics. This ha- this applies. To, I mean, think about if you're a, if you if you have a job, and you would like to move up in your in your career. Think about this. Hmm. One reason opportunities are missed is because we're not looking for them. Yep, we're not looking for them, and you know. So therefore, we just don't expect it's going to ever come, right? So we're just we're not we're not we're not actively looking for an opportunity to step up. A second reason that the opportunity is missed is because we're not ready for them, which is what we're talking about today. Right. And so if we're not looking for them, then they're just going to pass us by. They go to somebody else. Right. Right. Yeah. So you're in the dugout. You're not really paying much attention to the flow of the game and how the game is going. Mm. And so you're not thinking that your coach might be needing a pinch hitter. Later, you know, here we are later in the game and the time is coming. And so what are you doing? You're sitting there on the bench, you know, spitting some, see how far you could spit a sunflower seed next to the guy beside you. You're not really getting ready. Coach is turning around and looking for somebody and he sees you and he'd really like to have you hit but it's like ah oh, he's not ready he's not really ready he's not into the game but there's another guy down there you know he's he's had his he's had his imaginary bat in his hand or he's just hold his actual bat in his hand for every pitch and he's kind of getting timed up and everything if i see a guy like that i'm looking for a pinch hitter that's the guy i'm choosing yeah and i don't care if he's right-handed left-handed i don't care if he's a good hitter or a bad hitter the guy that's ready is who's getting chosen and he's, he's looking for his opportunity. So it's not going to pass him by. Yep. It passed the other guy by because he never even expected it. He never he wasn't looking, at, looking for it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The second reason, sorry, you're getting ready to say something. Well, I was going to say, hopefully,
1: and that's, Hopefully, all of our players are, are, are doing that, right? So, they make it more difficult on us to choose which sure. one's ready. And, mm-hmm. and,
0: and, and again, I would almost I would say love to have if, that. If, well, it, I mean, have that problem as a coach. Right. Which Actually, one of you guys is the most ready, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because you're all
1: ready. And if you look over into your dugout at a, at a situation like this and you see most of your players not ready, you can visually see that. That might be a reflection yeah, on yes on, on yeah, where that's, you at that's
0: my coach. problem as a coach right yeah. so yeah. get that notebook out and write it down mm-hmm. right right kind of start being ready. right what's the second well the second one is if you're if if you're not ready for them then you're going to fumble the opportunity hmm. yeah right absolutely I mean you might be looking for the opportunity it's one thing to look for it and, and say yeah I, I'm you know I've had kids tell me coach I'm I, I want to hit I want you know I want to be that pinch hitter okay cool he's looking for it get in there and get ready to you know you're up. Gets in the box, acts like he's never seen this pitcher before in his life, mm. right? Yep. He was he was looking for the opportunity, got the opportunity, so he stepped up. But if you're not ready for it, then you fumble the opportunity, you screw it up, and when that happens, you might not get another one. Yeah. Right. And I think
1: that's a th- th- that's what happens a lot of times in the field. You know, that's when, mm-hmm. when we see mistakes in the field. It's because of that yeah. what we're talking about, because we're not yeah. ready to do what we need to do for whatever reason. We get, mm-hmm. you know, we get in a law, we're, we're, sure. we're zoned out, we're not paying attention.
0: And you're 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 talking a lot there too, not not about the the error that comes to every player. You know, he gets a bad hop or he just makes a physical error. But sometimes we don't know where to throw. I mean, think of an sure. outfielder who has a runner on third base. gets a shallow fly ball. I mean, runners on first and. And third, for example, gets a shallow fly ball hit to him in right field, and he catches it, hits a cutoff man mm. to second base. Yeah. You know, and, and and the guy tags from third and runs home. Right. What's, what's going on there? Yep. You know, you, you, you were not prepared. You weren't ready for that ball to be hit to you to know where to go. After it was hit, that thought process of so it's not you know, always just the physical error that happens. It's it's there's a lot of things. Well, I that, think that's that yeah I, symptoms I, of you not being ready for sure. It's when you're not
1: ready, it's it's affecting your mind mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. and a lot of guys you know feel comfortable just going you know by the seat of their pants and 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 uh, trusting their physical abilities, trusting mm-hmm. their talent. And that's when they get in trouble, It is, you know, and, and, and honestly, uh, you know, as coaches, we allow them to do that. You know, we, we, right. we do it, we do, we allow it, we enable them to do that because we don't, we don't push them to, to be ready to think about the scenarios, to think about what they might have to do and, yeah. and uh, and, th- and things like that. So, you know, I, I it's a two way street, but you know, ultimately we're talking about the value of it Yeah, and it's important. <laughs> it, oh, it is vitally important. Especially in the game of, of baseball because that's, you know, I think it's it's the one difference. You know, basketball's an up and down. You're, you're running up and down. You know, you can make one play and then immediately after that you're, you're ready to make another play. Baseball's really not like that, you know. Right. Football's, football's a, a little bit. Uh, like that where you know you have uh you run up there's a lot of action every 45 seconds mm-hmm. uh, but still yet baseball is a series of individual plays that take you know, there, there's quite a bit of time in between the, or sometimes in, there's not in between sure right. well, maybe sometimes it's pitch back-to-back pitches right right so you, you have to be ready every pitch to and and, and you may not uh, need to act uh, which you know we 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 know we need to act on on every ball that's put in play, but you may not need to um, to make a a play. I guess I would say on on for quite a while. Softball is different. I think softball there's more action. Be directly softball. involved in the play. Yeah, to be directly yeah. involved in the play. Yeah. yeah, but you know I think a lot of times we can we we can compare baseball and softball, but I think you know that's why. You know the game of softball is condensed. It's, it everything happens in a. The, in a it's a faster paced game. It's a faster yeah. paced game. That's why all of our umpires want to want umpire sure, softball right. games instead of
0: baseball. A lot yeah. of that has to do with just wanting to get home earlier. Yeah, for game. sure, for sure. <laughs> so, so yeah, you don't have to get ready if you stay ready, really. Yeah. And so that's that's kind of the key here. So, we you've alluded to a lot of things that are. And I wrote down some principles because I, I think it's good, you know, when, it, when we talk about something that's theoretic like this, like uh, theory-based, you know, hey, we just need to be ready, right? I think it's important for us to take time in our podcast to get practical with people as well. For example, if a, um, you know, if a coach is listening or if a player is listening or a parent is listening and they want to help their kids be ready. Um, to have this mindset to actually make sure that this is the, this is who you are, um, because you just never know what your role is going to be and when your opportunities are going to come. So, how can I do this? How can I get practical? What are some principles that we can that we can implement right now? Good idea. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Good it. Good deal. Now I will say this: I, I get a lot of my principles for this kind of stuff from. Navy Seals. Oh, no. Nice. I love reading Navy. Yeah. I thought you, I was thinking uh, Brian Kane. He's he, you know, he could be a Navy Seal. <laughs> well, <laughs> he might not say that, but not very many people could. It would take no. it takes a cleaner, I think. Yeah. To, to have a cleaner mindset. To, it's a grueling. It's a gru. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I, I I love reading books and articles and just. They're so motivating, and you know, from people who have lit, who have been seals, who have been through seal training. Um, I remember reading one article from a guy that went through seal training but failed. I mean, wasn't wasn't chosen. Oh, really? And he talked about that experience. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. But there are some principles. But most people don't make it through. They don't have to choose them, right? Oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You 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 quit. You decide to quit your yourself. Right, right, right. And that's sort of the yeah. That's part of the SEAL training. Is they they weed them out in that way. Some people coach like that, I don't like that. I I don't think that I don't think that applies well to you mean high school high school coaching. Yeah, yeah let, let let kids cut themselves. Let's run the crap out of them so they cut themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't like that mentality. I, we're not training seals.
1: We're not, we're not, you're using that time where you could, you know, you could be, yeah, you could be developing yeah. stuff. I, th- yeah. I know a lot of coaches well, that do that as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I think, I think, you know what, man up and cut them yourself. If a kid shouldn't be on your team, then you need to man up and cut them yourself. Don't, 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 don't run somebody to death because then you're going to lose kids that you don't want to lose, to be quite honest. Yeah. You, you yeah, run right. the risk of losing kids you don't want to lose.
1: Yeah. I've got a Navy SEAL quote. Okay. Most people that train to be a Navy SEAL Fail because they're wondering how they're going to make it through training, and the ones that succeed are only concerned about how they're going to make it through the day.
0: Hmm. So they stay in that moment. Yes, they're not looking ahead to the six weeks they're, or however long. It say takes. they're they're ready for the next yeah. for the next moment as yeah. opposed to mm.
1: you know thinking about oh man how am I going to. How am I gonna yeah. get through this? They're, yeah, they're prepared for the next moment. Yeah. yeah.
0: So here's some principles. Here's some principles. Okay. Principle number one for these are principles for staying ready. Being ready. And I think the first principle is this <laughs> it's physical readiness. Mm. It all starts with being physically ready. Mm-hmm. And that's why you know so much emphasis on the SEAL training is physical Calisthenics, physical, you know, physical exercises, things like that. Right, but here is the truth. I mean, and, and this is you know we're talking about athletes here. If you do not have, or if you don't build, uh, you know, because you don't just have it, you got to build it. Sure. Well, uh, some cases. people, some people, some people are born with a strong physique. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. God gives you that sometimes. Athletic, I would say uh, at, natural at some point though, it levels out. Yeah, it, oh, without it, you, yeah, yeah, without any doubt, it levels out. But you got to have a strong physical foundation. Sure. If you don't. You're not going to be ready. Mm. or You're not going to be as ready as you can be. Yep. Um, <laughs> I'll say this. Uh oh.
1: You got that button ready? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Parents don't pay for hitting lessons for your kid. Whoa. If your kid can't hit the ball to the outfield. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yep. We're
1: talking about the bucket, right? Not the water. Yes. So how big of a bucket can you have to, to put water mm-hmm. in? You know, if, yeah. you, if you only have a, a very small pail, it doesn't matter. How, you know, it right. doesn't matter. You, you just can't put a lot of water yeah. in that. You got to build. Yeah. You, you know, got to build from, that bigger bucket
0: from a physical perspective. Yeah. You know, yeah. What can you do with the skills that you have? Yeah. I mean, I see a lot of kids that that are getting lessons and they they can barely swing the bat. I mean, they, they, they're, they're weak. They're physically weak. Sure. And, um, they might have a pretty swing at the other side of that, but they're going to hit some pretty ground balls Yeah. or some weak line drives that are going to be caught, you know? And, um, and that's not just a baseball; it's in everything. I mean, here I think this is a really good example. Actually, a volleyball player. You know, my my daughter played volleyball, and and um, I know a little bit about it. I'm not a huge volleyball guy. I love the game. I love watching it. I don't know. I know, I don't know how to coach it. I should say. Yeah. But I think I think this is true, though. This principle would definitely be true for a, bo- a volleyball player. I said hitting lessons. Volleyball players pay for hitting lessons too. Right. Sometimes you know you'd be an outside hitter. <laughs> don't, parents, why are you paying for hitting lessons for your daughter if she can't jump above the net? right let's get her i mean jumping is a basic athletic skill yep that needs to be developed before you try to give them the technique of learning how to hit and by the way if you
1: have an athlete that can jump really high and that is really strong and really fast i can probably teach them how to hit
0: a volleyball (laughs) you're right yeah, That's true. Yeah. That's true. And, folks, Pat is not a volleyball coach. Right. I don't know. That might be one of the sports you've... <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'm what like you. What sports have you I, not coached? Is volleyball oh, one of them? Was it... Uh, you've been in... Cricket? Track? <laughs> you've done baseball, basketball? I've never you coached you done football? Never you never done football. football. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm just a dumb fan. and You know, that's why I... We, the Cleveland Browns... You coach Browns. football every Sunday afternoon. Yes, exactly. With your, with your Martin jersey with on. The, with yeah. the yeah our team coming you know (laughs) yeah i i I do like volleyball but i don't know much about the techniques yeah
0: you know you guys that listen to us you've heard us say this all the time i mean it's not a we don't need mean to belabor the point but it's just it's absolutely essential athletes that are the most ready are the ones who are the strongest yeah i mean it's just it and you know why why am i so adamant about getting my kids in the weight room every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And I'm constantly putting messages out there, one, to encourage the ones that have been coming regularly, but also to, <laughs> to nudge the ones that haven't been coming and saying, listen, you, you are going to be more ready for our season if you get physically stronger. Yep. And, and those who are getting a lot stronger are going to be a lot more ready. Those who just get a little bit stronger are going to be a little bit ready you're just going to you're going to be more ready if you have greater physical foundation
1: in a couple of different ways really the margin the margin, oh, yeah. the margin yeah. of error
0: shrinks yeah but also you, you, the confidence yeah and that's actually another principle that's another point that's coming here okay. later but, but, but there's a reason why that one is in is is number 1 mm-hmm. is first and i th- i kind of think that these principles are they are hierarchical in nature in terms of the importance you know that I, I really think you need to get yourself you got to get strong. if you, if you, if you want to be an athlete the stronger ones are going to be they're going to be the ones that are going to be the most ready to play the game whatever game it is run yep. run cross country I don't care what it is I, I you know there's a kid out at uh, Eastern that went to the state cross country he I mean, actually he actually placed 10th in the state of Ohio yeah. in division 4 Yep. you know what I saw in the weight room chart with his name on it what he squats bench presses deadlifts Nice. Been lifting all season. Good for him. Cross country runners lift. You bet. You bet they do. It's the. I, I mean. Squats make you faster. <laughs> what? Right. Make you faster. Oh, but you, can, you don't want to gain weight, though. You gain weight, you're going to get slower. Nope, that's a misnomer. Yeah. You get faster. You get faster. You get stronger. You get
1: faster. That's why. Our, that's why football is such a dangerous sport now, folks. It is
0: extremely <laughs> that's dangerous. Right. why everyone's yes. trying to design a helmet,
1: right, to counteract it, all right. these. You know,
0: we wonder why the why the the targeting penalties and things like that are so huge today. Yeah. We are we are bigger and stronger and faster today. Absolutely, um, weapons. And I know, I know old school guys look at the old videos and they say, oh, but look at the look at how Jack Ham would just clothesline people. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's not saying that we, they weren't more brutal back then. And those and there weren't some guys that were big and strong and, and anomaly athletes. But look at pictures of Chris Collinsworth when he was a wide receiver for the. Well, obicles. just compare the offensive right. Sorry, lines. Sorry, Chris, I really like you. <laughs>
1: The offensive line, I mean, yeah. it, the
0: whole game's oh, different. Yeah. You can't it, it is. It. You, it can't, you cannot compare it to the, what the game it used to be. Mm-hmm. I know Terry Bradshaw took some bad hits. Have you ever seen some of the, the clips of him get just absolutely pounded? Actually, actually tough, celebra- tough, I actually celebrate man. those hits. Well, yeah, I couldn't stand the, Terry
1: Bradshaw. Being, I'm just a Browns fan. Well, I was a so, Cowboys yeah. fan. That's who, who they oh, go against Super Bowls every, true, yeah, every
0: year right. back then. So, shoot. Principle number one, physical readiness. You got anything more you want to wrap that up? No, nope, we're good. Right. I agree with that. Principle number two, and I think this this comes. It's a building block. You will do this better the more physicality you've got, and that is tactical readiness. Which, or I should not not tactical. I'm sorry, I, I skipped one. That's three. So now you know what three is. Okay. Two is technical technique. Technical, yeah. Technique. Readiness. Gotcha. So this is where you get your hitting lessons, right? Yeah. This is when you get your. This is when you get. So, and and I think you can be properly developed after physical readiness has been developed. I think you can you could properly develop more properly develop a technique or a mechanic when you're stronger. Listen, this is why the driveline program is so. Po- One of the reasons the driveline program is so popular with with baseball pitchers. Mm-hmm is because people tend to think it's just a weighted ball. Like it's just, you just go out there, it's just a pitching technique program. It's not. It's a physical strength program. That's a good they, point. They got them lifting like crazy in that program. Yeah. Um, and people don't realize that. They're, you don't just have a bunch of little skinny, small kids out there throwing weighted balls. Don't do that. That's dangerous. They're getting stronger. So you, you get stronger now. Okay. Now, now we're going to teach you how to how, how to, how you know, the technique that you need to be able to be the best you can be. In this particular skill, yep, yep. I
1: think uh, college. Co- this is it's. This is kind of spoken to with with college coaches or even you know, uh, MLB uh, teams. Um, when they're looking at a kid, they're looking at, or when they're looking at a prospect, they're looking at their physical abilities and not really not really mm-hmm. what they're able to do now because they feel like okay, if I've got if i'm looking mm. at the, at this physical specimen i can make them pitch the way that i want to yeah. but if i don't have that those physical traits that i'm looking for it's going to be more difficult man that's you know, a to good point yeah.
0: they use they have a word for it they call it projectability mm. yeah they see a player who doesn't necessarily do it the way they want him to do it doesn't matter doesn't matter he's projectable yeah he's strong enough to do it and i can teach him how to do it right mm. yeah. and that's
1: what you know when we talk about having elite things you know, elite mm-hmm. speed, elite, you know, elite strength, you know, whatever it is. They're, they're mm-hmm. looking for those elite qualities that, you know, and so when
0: they when they see that, they're like, yeah, yeah, we can we can use this kid. We can. So what's what does that say then to to your uh, high school player who's listening right now oh, or to my clear. high school? Huh? Yeah, it's it's saying back up. Right. Back yeah. up. If, if you're if you're so focused right now on technique. Nothing wrong with that. There comes a time for that, but back up. No, and I would say get more athletic. Absolutely, continue Continue to work on technique, but make sure that you put a priority on on number one, number one principle: physical readiness. And I
1: would say that's true with parents too. And you know, Mm -hmm. look, find me a study that says that youth strength training is bad and strength training, not Olympic weightlifting right? Sure. <laughs> strength training is bad. It, it, it It's just not out there. Strength training is good. As a matter of fact, one of the problems that we have, uh, right now is that our kids aren't strength training enough. And, and it, when I say strength training, I mean, they're not outside running, jumping, mm-hmm. climbing, crawling, you know, yeah. doing those things. They're not throwing
0: rocks as hard as they can and mud, yeah. mud pies and things like that as hard as they can mud balls. And, yeah. So
1: we need, we need that really more than more than ever right now mm-hmm. for, for our, our youth athletes. And you know, that's, it yeah. should, it, we need to make it a priority you know and there's it, we do i don't think it's ever too early to start that and and just right. going back to that you know you can, you can you don't have to pick up a barbell to strength train but no you don't i mean eventually you're going to build up to that It's just sure. you know it's uh, short sure. simple science yeah. i think
0: <laughs> it is simple science number three yeah good so tactical tactical is number three tactical readiness which we're talking strategy now Mm -hmm. strategy there are a lot of well-intentioned athletes who are getting stronger and they're improving their skills without any thought to how it's going to play out in the game they get up and uh, they get up to the plate and have no plan yes yeah. what this tells me is so tactical readiness strategic readiness tells us this this is the lesson i think in this lots of reps isn't enough mm. just because you just because you look good i mean you, you, you've got a perfect swing well i'll go back to baseball i'll go back i'll, I'll go, we'll go to a defensive analogy mm-hmm. field 100 ground balls and you look great fielding those 100 ground balls throwing them over to first base what happens when you're in a game and you get a ground ball and you got a guy that can run to first base in less than four seconds? Ooh, very good. Or I would say you got to get it over there. You're not sure, used to that, right? You, don't, or, you, you, didn't, you didn't implement the strategic aspect it. of it, right? You don't
1: practice it, right? right. But what, what if you what if you field 100 ground balls and the first three you look horrible on, and then the next 97 you look great on? You're probably only going to get three to, to seven That's in true. a game, right? Yeah, seven would be a lot. So, what do you need? You know, there, even for a shortstop, that's one, one thing that I really appreciate about you, coach, is, is from your coaching is when we do, uh, when you do batting practice. A lot of times, you're you limit the number of swings that a mm-hmm. that a batter takes, you know, in, in a setting. So they'll they'll they might swing eight times, they might swing five times, they might swing three times, and then they're they're rotating out of there. I think that that mimics the feel when the the uh, the tension and you know, mm-hmm. the, the pressure of getting up into a game situation. And I, I think that's what you're talking about here. Not it's, yeah. not it's reps, right? but it's not a quantity of reps. Yes, reps matter, right? You, you,
0: you want to you do that a lot, but you sure. also want to make sure. And there's a time and place for that. Yes. And honestly, players individually need to be doing that on their own. Yes. Because we've got 26 kids that need to hit. And so for us, it's quali- you know, in, a, in a team practice, where we have limited facilities, right? We've got a cage and then we've got a, a field. So we can do a little bit of both. So you can get a lot of reps out there, but when you're on here, it's going to be game like reps. Yeah, and you're you're not going to end on a good one necessarily. You're going to end on the one that you ended on.
1: Man, I think it's so important to not because I've done that a lot. End on a, good one, end on a good one. End on a good one. You throw like eight, nine, ten more pitches. I think it's important to to sometimes end on a bad one.
0: This is it. Yeah. yeah this this is your last. I mean, if you hit a foul, we we let kids. You know, if you if you foul a ball off, I mean, just like in a game, you foul a ball off. What you get another chance, right? Um, so if they, if they hit a foul, okay, that doesn't count against their six fair balls or whatever. But when you've hit five fair balls and, and that sixth one, you chop it three feet in front of the plate, you don't get another one. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what you ended on. Yep. And in a game, you might have to sprint your butt to first base because that's the swing that you took. Yep. And that's what happened. So I think, you know, understanding how your reps and your technique and the things that you're learning the things that you're getting stronger for and the things that you're getting better at, more skilled at, how those actually play out in game situations strategically and practicing it that way as well. You know, this is why live bullpens for pitchers, I think, is so valuable. Mm. And live at bats for hitters is so valuable. You know, and doing you, know, for, you can kill two birds with one stone there. Have your pitchers throw two hitters live yeah, and give, give them those, because that's what it's going to be more like in a game there are some guys who are cage rats and they look really great in batting practice because they know what's coming and it's coming at 35 miles an hour all the time yes right right so for sure and you know i think the this this tactical awareness that we're talking
1: about is something that separates kids as they get older because a lot of times you'll have real good teams because they're they're physically advanced or you know Mm -hmm. from a skill perspective they're advanced and they're just beating everybody. You know, and what yeah. regardless of the sport that you're playing. But there's a certain point that it shifts and you gotta know how to play the game. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to just being the best athlete on the floor. You gotta understand mm. that you, know, you gotta have that IQ. That's where the yeah. and, and you see that. You see teams rise to their level of of physical and 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 uh, you know skill competence, I would say. Mm-hmm. And then it starts to that's plateau or, or drop well, down tell you, the other end.
0: That's a great point. We see that a lot. I think we see it a lot around here in our area of the state. Yeah, I see it in um, high school teams who, you know, not too long ago, these same exact kids were in junior high and they were dominating everybody. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that's because people grow differently and, you know, and and uh, you some people peak early and things like that. But there are some Programs, I think some schools who on a regular basis you'll see them hoisting youth league trophies and yeah, right. and you know middle school trophies and you never see them go anywhere in high school. Yep, same kids. Yep, same kids. And and I think that speaks to what you're what you're saying. They Definitely. were dominating with just the raw either the raw physicality or you know just 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 the fact that they they were naturally better than everybody. Right. But this tactical aspect comes into play the higher level the high as you move up the higher levels of the game whatever game it is whatever sport it is Mm, no doubt so this one's number four then we're moving on number four that's and this is similar but it's not the same as tactical and that is number four principle for how to be ready and that is theoretical readiness so it's understanding the game Mm. understanding it. So this is a knowledge aspect. This isn't the we're not at the mental readiness yet, which that's number 5. But so this <laughs> is there's a there's a difference here. To an athlete I would say this. Ask questions to your coach. Mm. If you don't if there are, if there are no if you don't fully understand why you're doing something, ask, learn. Have a desire to learn as much as you possibly can. Now, that's only half of the equation because we got to speak to coaches here, too. And we got to say, hey, coaches, explain why Yeah. to your athletes. Yep. Because I said so is not a good answer. <laughs> oh, boy.
1: Yeah, we, we, me and Jake had it out in practice the other night. Oh, did I just,
0: did I just convict you there?
1: No, you didn't. Oh. I was right. Okay. Yeah, yeah okay. I kept getting on to him about something. Well, it's the, it wasn't a because I said so moment. It was a no. Here's yeah, why you need to do it. it. Okay, but you know, well, we won't get into the. <laughs> the uh, so we're practicing. You know, just it's basically a, a warm up drill. It's
0: a it's a layup passing drill. And so the people know, you're one of his coaches on his team. Yes. Yeah, he, he, you're coaching JV basketball, right? And, and Jake is on that team. It wasn't just you out in the out in the driveway with. Oh, Jake. right, right, right. Yeah. yeah,
1: we're in we're in JV basketball practice, yeah. and you know I'm telling these guys, don't step out of bounds. Don't don't step out of bounds. And uh, I you know I told Jake, don't step out of bounds, and he, he looked behind and said, why? And I said, because we don't want to <laughs> we don't want to practice stepping out of bounds. When when do we want to step out of bounds during a basketball game? Actually, there is sometimes you want to say. So talk he about, was just but.
0: doing it as a drill. Like it, you were doing drills, and he was he had no awareness of where the sideline was or the baseline was. Yes. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. And it was not just him, but he's the one that spoke up and, and said why because you know because I'm a dad. How much did he run after that? He didn't run. Okay. He didn't run. Nah, he, <laughs> he he stopped stepping out of bounds. Yeah. Well. So that's
0: good. He he wanted to know why. I mean, it was fair question. Yeah, I I, I may have, I may have. Why, uh, why, why is it important for this drill? Right? Doesn't matter. We're not. It's not going to be a turnover here, Dad. Coach, Dad. Right.
1: You know, but that that question of why I've noticed has come a lot more often in uh, teenage years. I don't know if
0: you're. Oh, just for teenagers (laughs) in general. Yeah, that's true. But I think the question "why" has come a lot more often among athletes, youth athletes, high school athletes in recent years. Because they just simply don't know the answer to it, they don't understand why. Yeah, major. And a lot of the things that they're doing in the game, and I don't think, and, and I'm not saying that to their fault. I'm actually saying it to our fault as coaches, as adults, as parents, as well as as youth coaches. You know, all of us who have coached youth sports, what do we often do? We we coach this. We coach the understanding readiness hmm. out of kids because we make all their decisions for them. Yeah. That's good stuff. They're not folks. ready. You're right. They're not theoretically ready. They're not they're not understanding why they should do what they should do because they've never had to think about it. Yep. We tell them everything they should do.
1: That's a good point. That's a good point. It's a really good point. And you know, even though I know that I try to to give some responsibility and some opportunity to to my athletes to make decisions, I still find myself you know, joy sticking mm-hmm. them. I still find myself trying to control them. And right.
0: It's, it's easier to just do it yourself. Right. Yeah. It's easier to just do what I say because I understand, I understand why you need to do it and I don't have time to explain it to you. Right. I mean, it's, I get that as a coach, I get that. Sure. But it's just, we can't,
1: it's a, it's that's a failure on our part. It is. We do. Yeah. Cause you know what we want to do? We really want to, we are building leaders. We're building other, you know, we're building coaches Mm, so yeah. for, you know, the
0: next generation of coaches. Yeah,
1: exactly. So for our kids to be able to understand, you know, how to coach this game, they need to know why we're doing mm-hmm. what we're
0: doing a lot of times. And yeah. You know they, what? They, they don't always just need to do what we tell them. That we, you know, it's it's not about. It's more about teaching them how to think than what to think. Yes. Yeah, or how, you know, how, yeah, how, how versus what. Sure. I think. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, knowledge is dangerous. Kids can be, athletes can be dangerous the more they know and understand. And I really see this on the baseball field. I'm telling you, you got a catcher who understands the game more than you do as a coach, that's a daggone good catcher. Mm. That's a a dangerous player.
1: That's Joe Burrow.
0: He understands, yeah, he understands the game more than any coach he's
1: probably had. When he goes under center, he had a huge advantage when he looked across the other
0: on the other side of the field at the defense because his dad was a defense coordinator. No, oh, yeah, he knew exact he knew exactly what and, and as a high school player, yes. to to know exactly to be able to anticipate exactly what's going to happen based on what he sees.
1: Yeah. But yeah. you know, I would say the aspect there is he, he not only did he know because his dad taught him, but he knew how to Learn, and he knew yeah. how to evaluate. Right, he knew how to think.
0: Oh, make no mistake, his dad was often on the road. He knew, he, and he knew how to study film on his own. He, his, exactly. he, yeah, he, he didn't. Uh, it wasn't just dad telling him what to look for. It was it was how to look for this, and then you know how to build on that skill, and that understanding, that knowledge. I think one of the biggest components of this understanding aspect, the you know the knowledge, um, and why it's dangerous, why it can be dangerous for kids. When I say dangerous. I'm using that in a positive way. It's a good kind of dangerous. You you could be a an impactful player when you understand more about the game that you're playing in. And I think that one of the reasons, one of the biggest aspects of this point is is the lesson of cause and effect. It becomes more clear to athletes when they understand the why behind all of their training, and I'll say it and I'll explain it this way: in the weight room, right now it's winter time. Well, it's not winter time yet. It's it's been some mornings it's felt like winter time. I'm training our baseball players Monday, Wednesday, Friday in the mornings. So I'm getting, you know, I'm 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 on the road at five in the morning. A lot of those guys are on the road by five thirty to get there. We start at six a.m. Every day that we're there, I am pointing out something to them that's going to happen as a result of what they're doing right now. Mm. Before they leave, I'm constantly reminding them, listen, I know it was dark when you got up this morning and drove here or had your parents bring you here. I know it's freezing cold. I know they haven't turned the heat on in this weight room yet. and It takes us a while to get warmed up. <laughs> that's a side point. Some people like that. Right? <laughs> yeah, some people they're do like, like that. Yeah. yeah, But no, anyway... It, it, they gotta know, right? You've got it. Makes that it makes that mundaneness of what you're doing now. When you don't see an effect, you don't see the effect. But they are but when they understand that this cause is going to have an effect, so this is, we're doing this, we're doing this. This work is the cause. This training is the cause. And I want you to make a connection, and it's often a future connection, a way off in the future, sometimes connection. For the kids that have big goals, right? I wanna play in college, I wanna be a pro, whatever. I mean, that's way off. But you have to understand why why you need to do this now, yep. because there's not going to be that effect mm-hmm. if you don't do this now. Right. So this, this relationship between cause and effect, I think, becomes more clear the more they know that why. And, and so that's why I'm telling them, listen, not only are you getting stronger, and so it's just going to make natural sense, scientific sense, physiological sense, that you're going to hit the ball harder, you're also going to be more confident. You're stronger mentally when you stand in that box and you know that you're stronger than that pitcher that's out there throwing. You yep. know that you're stronger than him. Why? Because you outworked him this offseason. There's a huge difference in that kind of readiness. I mean, that kind of readiness right there, that is that's that is understanding the why for what we're doing. That's the making that connection. Yeah.
1: Have you ever seen a, a 10U baseball player get up and, you know, Hit a ball over a fence on a yeah, kid. That, saw, saw your ten-year-old do that <laughs> on a kid that's smaller than him. Yes. And then when a kid that's real tall, or you know, physically bigger than that kid, they're they're a completely different hitter. Oh yeah. They're scared. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, the the bigger kid may even throw easier. May, they may not have mm-hmm. the same velocity that the the smaller kid did, but it doesn't matter. It's just that it's what you think. It's all about yeah, what you see. Well, yeah, and that's it. I think I, I, that happens all the time. It does. So it, 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 that's that's something that, that that is. It always happens. Mm-hmm. It just is, and uh, the, and that's why. And that's what you're. That's kind of what you're alluding to there.
0: It's always going through your mind, right? Mm-hmm. Right. You might have a kid out on the mound that's pretty skilled. You know, it throws the ball pretty decent. Yeah, but he's tiny, skinny. Yeah. he doesn't look healthy. Right? You know. You're going to beat that kid. Yeah. Do you, yeah, He might have a lot better stuff than the big dude that they're going to bring in relief. But you're more intimidated by the big dude. There's a lot of this mental
1: yeah. stuff. Yeah, and I've seen on. that make all the difference in the world. Knowing Going up to the plate knowing you're going to hit the ball. Yeah. Makes a huge difference. Yeah.
0: And you're gaining that. You're gaining more of that. Naturally. In the weight room. Yeah. In November. Right. Yeah yeah that's the connection yep that's good stuff so 55, fifty five uh, fifty fifty eight minutes here on the podcast so let's 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 go to principle number five which we've already I've already said what it is mental readiness mental and readiness. you said this early in the podcast today that this is this is a big part of being ready right is is having having mental readiness and then I think um You know, well, if we're getting practical with it, then people are probably wondering, well, how do you train it? And you can train it. Sure. But I will say this too I think this is a true statement. If athletes are properly prepared in the other four aspects that we mentioned, I mean, because we're actually, we kind of made this point just a second ago when we talked about the cause and effect relationship between getting stronger and standing in a batter's box. Mm. If you're properly prepared, even in that first one, it's going to make you more mentally prepared. But think about it: if you have physical readiness, and technical readiness, and tactical readiness, and understand you understand the game and and why we're doing what we're doing, so theoretical readiness, how in the world are you not mentally ready? Not going You're going to gonna be. Yeah, right. So you don't you don't you don't have to train that if you if you train these other things. Mm. Yeah, it's nice. There's the blueprint. I kind of. That was a, a little bit of an epiphany for me this morning, actually, you know, is, yeah, I want to train, I want to train the mental game and I do, I, I want to be, and I want to be proactive in that and intentional in that. But, you know, truth is if I get them ready in these other four aspects, that, that is developing them mentally as well.
1: Yeah. And on the flip, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, you just think about those four, the, the four principles that lead to the mental, to the mental readiness coaches out there. Think about your practice plans. Yeah, and where do those four things hmm. you know fit on your practice plan? Where do those four mm-hmm. things fit in the, in your program development? Yeah, they need to be there. i, I you know, I would say nobody listening that coaches or um, are going to disagree that yeah those things aren't valuable. You know, we we think they're immensely valuable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even if even if you don't think that they're as valuable as we do, they no one's going to say, "Wow, well, you don't need that." You know, you don't need to, no. be, you don't need to be physically fit right. to play. You know, right. play baseball. Everyone uses the the uh, the example of John Crook. Remember John Crook? Yeah. You don't have to be an athlete to play baseball. Let me tell you, he had elite strength. He did. Guy was strong. Yeah. And you know what? Oddly enough, baseball is not a game where you have to run sixty yards at a time oh are we gonna we're not gonna talk about that <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah you might a double is 60 that, yards yeah right yeah you're right at an angle at a, at a you a, a, make a right it, angle around it and then you run straight actually for 30. You want, you want to round it, right? You want to round the circle. Oh, yeah.
0: It's not a right angle. Yes, right. It's, it's definitely a circle. a circle. It's a half circle. So. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, on the flip side of being, uh, of this whole idea of mental readiness is this. If an athlete's mental competency is diminished, like if... if oh, yes. Um, well, I, I'll say it this way. It will always be... If all those other four things is what produces mental toughness or mental readiness, then here's the truth. Mental capacity is going to be significantly diminished if an athlete tries to take shortcuts in those other four things that's true if yep. you if you want a shortcut to success or you don't train systematically in those other four aspects of the game that you love you will not be mentally ready right you, it doesn't matter how much we try to train you to be mentally ready you're just not going to be
1: yep you got to hit those small steps right yeah you, you, you can't jump you can't jump steps or uh, small ladder rungs Yes. I remember your picture the other yeah. day that you shared. Posted yeah. that
0: picture, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a little picture of a guy of, you know, two ladders. One has small rungs, hundred of them going up to the clouds, and the one on the right has, has fewer rungs, so you can actually get there you think you get there quicker, right? And you
1: know, it's funny because if you take those two guys off those ladders, the two the the, the two drawings of those guys, you would think, Oh, that, that ladder's quicker. I think you would think that. Like you would. visually you, That ladder's quicker. Because you don't have as many steps. Right. But you can't reach the first one. You can't reach first one, yeah. Well, if you did, yeah. you know, you you take your time climbing the side. Good luck trying to get the second one. Good luck. Yeah,
0: and you're 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 wearing yourself out, you know, or you're getting you're you're more sore every time. You know, why why are sometimes guys sore every time they come into the weight room and then they stop and they come in once a week, right? They, and they're they're sore. Well, because you you're not doing it frequently. Yep, you got to come in every day. You got to do it consistently yep. and that soreness will go away. It'll, it'll, it'll fluctuate, right? It, it ebbs and flows depending on the gains that your body's making yeah, I'm with you. So, so yeah, a lot of that is focused on the athlete, the child, the, per, you know, the player, but I'll say this coaches, this principle, the mental, the mental readiness principle is accomplished when we as coaches understand how to coach. And what I mean by that is mm. we got to be athlete centered, as opposed to sport centered. Mm. If all you are is sport centered, if you're coaching a sport, your athletes are probably not going to be mentally ready to play the game the way they need to play it. Yeah. A coach's job is to teach athletes and to teach them specifically how to compete in the sport that they're playing, or any sport. Or to, or to com- just, I should say, put a period after compete. How to compete? Yeah, in the moment. Yeah, in that. Yeah, in that moment, because. As they get that, then you start principle number two, you give them some technique, right? You give them, you give them strategy, you give them um, you know, and, and it all just builds on one another, right? But we've gotta we've gotta be athlete first people. That's our primary role. That's our prime that's our pr- main priority, is to help the athlete be ready. Mm. Yeah. Crickets. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i told so you they are use that. yeah so use, that the is cr- use the
0: cricket button yeah
1: uh, yeah we just we have to we have to uh we have to be intentional about this stuff yes it's it's, it's required for success and and you know as coaches as players we have to if we want to get if we want to be you,
0: successful yeah you, i don't think you realize how important that word is pat I mean, you, you said we had to be intentional about this stuff. It just kind of flows right off the tongue, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, I just agreed. Yeah, that's right. But, you know, the truth is it's so easy to say, hey, be ready, right? Absolutely. And, and you got a kid that looks at you and gives you the thumbs up. Ready? I'm ready, coach. Or it says, why? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's so that, – that word, that phrase, that, hey, be ready, be ready to go, all right? You ready to go today? Ready to go? I mean, I said, I said it last night. I showed up to the OU football chapel, and, and these guys are walking in. I'm fist bumping them. Ready to go? Ready to go? I mean, it's, it rolls off of our tongues, right? And I know they know specifically what it means You know, when they answer the question. Yeah, we ready. Right? We ready. Yeah. They, what they've done to prepare for it. <laughs> But you said we've got to be intentional. How? Well, go but, back and listen to this podcast. Absolutely. Again. That's right, how yeah. you that's how you can be intentional. Yeah,
1: and, and and schedule time mm-hmm. to you know to
0: cover it. Schedule time to develop it. That's what yeah. you gotta do. For yeah. sure. Yeah, there's the title and show notes for this episode right there, right? How to be ready. How to be ready. How to be ready. Be ready. How do you do it? Rewind and listen to this podcast again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Works for me. That's right. Good discussion. Yes. Good seeing you Good to
0: see you.